from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for June 19th, 2022. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, and four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, <coughs> to our uh, Sunday night staple, College Hockey West Live. A very happy Father's Day to everybody out there today celebrating uh, this fantastic day. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood Village, Colorado, just outside of Denver, or as I like to say, about three miles from Russell Wilson. <laughs> My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from uh, 10 feet below sea level on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? And happy Father's Day. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, too. Um, I- I'm assuming that that's as close as they let anybody get to Russell Wilson's house. Unless you can um, climb the fence. <laughs> I don't see you doing that. No, no. Good idea. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, even before anything, I just I don't see any of that happening. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's just um, down the street from me now, so uh, that's not too bad. But anyway. I'm just, uh, listen, I'm just asking, you know. <laughs> I, I digress as we uh, as we get underway tonight. But um, before we start talking college hockey, um, l- let's talk a little uh, Stanley Cup final, Paul, because okay. I think you're as shocked as I am at what you've seen the last two games. Um, I knew Colorado was talented. I knew they had speed. I knew they had depth, but I did not see last night coming whatsoever. Uh, last night was probably just one of those nights. Um, every team has them. You don't expect them in the Stanley Cup final, but every team has them. Um, last night is probably as poor a game as Tampa Bay has played in the playoffs, obviously. 
in the last three years. Um, I mean, that was a team. I mean, that was a team that last night, the mistakes. And I'm not saying Colorado didn't force some of them, but the mistakes that they were making. Um, you don't normally see them making the play. You know, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch the games in that year before, you know, a few years ago when they got swept by Columbus um, in that opening round series um, to see if they played a game even that poorly than they did last night. Um, it's stunning to, once again, when teams like that don't usually have everybody having a bad night in the same game. You know, the yeah, first I mean, that's game, why the they're first game. That's why they're two time defending champions, right. right? I mean, the first game, right. You saw them come back. Um, they, they, you know, they played their game. They, they came back, tied the game up. I mean, Colorado won in overtime and, you know, overtime, anything happens to crap shoot. Um, but to watch the positioning mistakes, to watch the, the lack of skating mistakes where you just start gliding uh, you can't this no um the 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 lack of offensive zone time for Tampa Bay for most of that game last night I mean we're not we're not talking about a team that doesn't have high end players up front just you wouldn't have noticed it last night yeah you're I mean, 100% correct smokes. And here's the thing, Paul. Um, I don't think anybody expected that after getting two days off here at altitude. You can say the altitude affects you, and it does. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, but and but I, to get two days off and to come out and, and just have that quote-unquote lack of energy. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to sit here and say that it wasn't possible for Colorado to win the first two games on home ice because that would be ridiculous to say. Uh, does, do I think that Tampa Bay is in a bit of trouble now? Yes. Um, but if you'd have told me that the two games that Tampa Bay would lose in the first two games was game one and kind of a repeat of game one and game two, um, I would have been like, okay, what are you going to do? Games, one goal games, overtime. Uh, somebody makes a big play. But last night, I mean, holy smokes, it was just uh, uh, stunning is really the only word I can think of. Well, before we go any farther, let me throw at, out the at, text line. At some point, at some point, um, it wasn't the first week. Uh, for a while there, Colorado had more goals than Tampa Bay had shots. Yes, almost at the end of the first period. Yeah. Uh, they got two quick uh, shots at the very end of the first period, which kept it um, three goals to five shots. Um, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Okay, before I do that, let's throw out the text line, 303-943-3772. If you want to participate tonight, it is Father's Day. We've got some more, at least I've got some questions and some stories I want to throw out there, and we'll invite you to uh, give us some um, 
good stories if you're listening and uh, you want to join in. Again, 303-943-3772. You can text us, and I will let you know, uh, or I will let Paul know uh, what we get coming in as they come in. Um, okay, a couple things that I want to say regarding the uh, the Stanley Cup final. Um, I watch Colorado, as you know, Paul, all year long. And uh, I listen to Jared Bednar quite frequently, at least twice a week. I get a chance to hear his comments. And um, one of the things that he's been on this team about from start to finish was you have to finish hockey games. You have to finish them. You can't, you can't take time off, even if you have a lead. And uh, they, they've been doing that. They got burnt on it a couple of times. They only lost two games so far in the playoffs, but both times on it on, on, on Wednesday night. Exactly. And uh, he was really, really hard on them uh, for, for, for letting up. And, um, you know, he said, I don't, I don't expect us to score seven goals a game, but I expect us to forecheck the entire game. And uh, they were closer. They were not quite there Saturday night, but they were pretty darn close. There was about a five minute period in the second where I thought they, they, and it was at the start of the second where they came out and I didn't think they were, uh, as engaged as they were the rest of the game, let's say it, put it that way. But um, then uh, the other thing is I knew the depth was going to be phenomenal. <clears throat> and I told you the depth and the speed are like, I've never seen before on any team anywhere. I'm, I'm talking when your third and fourth line can do damage to the defending uh, Stanley cup, two time defending Stanley cup champions depth. I, I thought that was going to be important. Um, we both agreed that we were given the uh, advantage in goal, obviously, to Tampa Bay. Uh, so far, that hasn't really materialized. I think it'll change Thursday night or uh, Monday night in Tampa. Uh, and then the other thing that I'm starting to wonder a little bit about is um, when you've been in three Stanley Cup finals in the last three years, and I understand there was a bubble, and then I understand it was not many fans, but that's a lot of extra games. And uh, in, in the world of hockey, there's a big difference between 31 and 23. Um, so oh, if you're, you're playing that number of games at age 30, 31, 32, 33, and you have a bunch of other guys that are coming in at 21, 22, 23, um, that, that haven't played that many games, boy, oh, boy, that can add up. That can really add up. Well, there's no question that's – what happens, right? It's like by the time you're done, uh, you know, when you win, you're playing four series and, you know, it adds up over time. It, you know, you're, you're playing that many more games in that stretch than all the other teams. It, it is what catches up to you no matter how you look at it. Um, when you hear stories or you, or you read stories about, uh, you know, the Islanders in that fifth Stanley cup final after they won four in a row, you, you I mean, you, you'll see there were, they had nothing left. Yeah. How could and they have, and then ha- how could and, they, you know, and then having to play, you know, the, 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 the next in line, so to speak, and the Edmonton Oilers who, you know, were 
game changers in the NHL. They played the game so much differently because of the skilled players that they had. Um, not that they didn't have guys that couldn't be physical. They just weren't. And I'm sure if you looked at the age difference of those Islander, of that Islander team and that Edmonton team where Edmonton finally wins a cup, I am sure that there's probably a two or three year age difference. Oh, I think you're being generous. If, I think there's probably more, more like a five to seven year age difference. You know, because how old was Gretzky in, in, at, at that point? Um, his mid twenties. I mean, come on. You know, most of those guys are about the same age. Yep. You know, by that time, the Islanders were in their late twenties, early thirties. Yep. And it's not that, and it's not that they didn't have guys with speed, but all those extra games that they played, especially in the early rounds, caught up. That takes a yeah, it takes a toll on you, and and I'll also say this: there's a big difference between speed at 23 and speed at 31 again, because what happens is um, your endurance is better at 23. You can recover quicker. You can respond uh, shift to shift better. And, and that's not, that, that's, just, uh, that's just human nature. That's just genetics. It's just the way it is. Um, you see it in everybody, in every sport. The older you get, eventually Father Time catches up with you. Now, here's the thing, though. Time is undefeated. Yep, absolutely. Um, here's the thing, though, that I I really had my eye on, and you knew this uh, from the start, is to tie this back into college hockey. What was it, three years ago when Kale McCarr won the uh, the Hobie Baker Award up in Buffalo? Our, uh, our own Tom Callahan was there for it. And uh, they didn't win the uh, championship that year. But you remember uh, the year that UMass won the championship, we had uh, Coach Carvel on, and I texted him last night, and I said, Coach, um, I think everybody in Colorado would love to send you a big thank you because you really groomed Kale McCarr to play in the NHL. And uh, he just sent me a, a kind of a laughing emoji and a thumbs up uh, <laughs> on it. But um, Kale McCarr, uh, and Coach Carville told us this on that Saturday morning before the championship game in Pittsburgh, um, he said, Kale McCarr set the table for his team. He showed them what it took to get to the next level. Even though he didn't win that NCAA championship, he and not being there the next year, the the guys carried that work ethic over. And um, what I saw from Kale last night was what I've seen from Kale all year, uh, basically from his whole career. But um, Emily Kaplan interviewed him after the game, and she said to him, "Um, are you going to celebrate tonight? after these two wins and he goes nope (laughs) and skated right off the ice and that's the way this roster is um i I, it's been a long time i don't know if i have ever seen a determined roster like this one where they don't let any distraction get in their way and it's going to be interesting now in games three and four on the road uh because they haven't lost on the road yet (laughs) their two losses in the playoffs have come at home well this is this is where we're going to find out i mean Obviously, game three and four are the turning points for Tampa Bay to have a shot in this series. Now they have to win these next two games. Um, you know, that's, you know, 
calling grass green and the sky blue. Uh, I get that. Um, you know, I mean, uh, it's pretty obvious. Um, we'll see what having the last change means for Tampa Bay in terms of their matchups. Now, maybe Colorado won't care. I doubt it. I doubt well, they care. We'll see. I mean, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how John Cooper matches it up with 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 what Colorado does. Well, uh, the- we both know that, um, and I'm kind of surprised they're only giving one day off in between games after they gave two. <laughs> yeah, that's all for TV. You're welcome, oh, ABC. I get it. I, no, I understand why they're doing it. Um, I'm just kind of curious to see because obviously the key is going to be can Tampa Bay generate more shots? Yeah, they've just been shut down completely. Because as much as the advantage that Tampa Bay has net going into the series, if you don't get any shots, it doesn't matter. I could play goalie with the amount of shots that, that Tampa Bay's gotten in these first two games. Darcy, Darcy, be well, careful. Again, Paul Hornstein might be coming for your job, Darcy. Whatever. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I mean, you, know, anyway. you can't give up any bad goals if you're not yeah. if there's no shots. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so let me say this. What that my my point being with the Kale McCarr thing is that uh, the NHL and college hockey are getting so much closer together. You and I have talked about the number of players that have made the jump, but now it's not just making the jump, Paul. It's making an impact. And uh, he's just the tip of the iceberg. But like I told you and I told Steven and I told other people that have asked me, um, keep in mind that in my estimation, Colorado, um, probably their third, maybe a fourth best defenseman is still at DU. And when he wow. comes in, he's going to make a huge impact. Let me tell you why. Salary because cap. he's he's right here Salary and local, cap. and he's watching what's Salary happening. Cap. And he's getting – I know, but they're all three young. <laughs> what difference does it make? Well, no, that's my uh, point. I, dude. I'm talking about make, Sean Barons. He's going to come in. Any, he won't be making any money. No, and neither will uh, 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 Bowen Byram. He's not I, making I, any I money. That, that, but that's how you and Kale McCarr is locked up. Yeah. And Devon Taves is going to be the fourth. If you can throw those four out there and, and like you say, not take up your, your salary cap ridiculousness for the next couple of years. Well, that's oh it. my goodness. That's, that's the point. Those guys. And nothing, nothing against Jack Johnson and Eric Johnson, but let's be honest, they're getting a little long in the tooth. And oh. uh, if they win this cup and I'm talking about the avalanche, I think one or both of them retire. Well, and then that possible. leaves the door open for Josh Manson to hang around. And um, boy, has he had a good series. I, I heard some stuff from him um, during the uh, Western Conference Finals where he said he was a little bit tight uh, with his dad on the other bench, and he might have been trying a bit too hard. Um, and now that that's over with, he's, he's free to go. And man, is he going F- physically and uh, getting up ice and shooting pucks and He's a big physical dude, man. I mean, if you you have him, uh, that could be the best defensive core for four or five years going forward. Well, it could be. I mean, that's, you know, that's what you're hoping for. And, you know, I 
let's let's not forget, um, you know, like I said, the fact that Byram and, and, and Barons will not be making a lot of money allows them to keep some of these guys. And the other thing, um, Paul, is they've gotten these two wins without Nazem Kadri. Uh, yeah, no, no, I get that. And, and Cogs came back, uh, Andrew Cogliano, and um, Are we I thought on a he was name basis with these guys now. Yeah, sorry, and he was Jeez. really, he was really, he was really good again. Um, so I mean, he's been he's been uh, just itching to get back on. I was at practice the other day, and and I, he was the first guy out there um with a splint on his hand and um they taped his fingers together i understand put a little special cast on it fixed his gloves so that both fingers would fit into one slot right i saw that they showed that last yeah he he was incredible he was incredible and um you know the the other guys you and i both know nico sturm uh i thought nico's been just really really good on a fourth line basis um as long as we're talking college hockey players not only nico not only uh Kale McCarr, but I thought the impact also that Logan O'Connor said, the DU guy right here, he knows his role, plays it very, very well. Um, the one thing I am a bit worried about in this series right now is how how rough and tumble will will the Tampa Bay Lightning get? Um, they're older guys, Perry, um, Stamkos, uh, those type of guys uh, really started to lose their cool a little bit at the end of game two. Um, is that going to continue? Are, are they going to take runs and, and try to hurt somebody? Um, what are they going to try to do? Well, listen, I mean, there are some things about hockey that won't change. You, you know what was going through. You know, what was, oh, we got to send a message. Okay, whatever. You know, uh, as, as much as that was going through one group's head. You know, the caller, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, we're sending a message. Yeah, you got it. Got it. Um, <laughs> Can know, I tell you I something mean, about that message? Uh, Kale McCarr got racked up pretty good the second period, and he's not very big, but he doesn't take very many direct hits. But he took a couple that that upset him. You could see it in his face. And uh, he said, okay, okay, that's how you want to send a message? How about if I score shorthanded and on a power play in the third period and we seal the deal? Well, like I said, you know how this game works. You've been around it long enough. So have I. And that's what happens. I mean, games get out of hand, and then they get out of hand. Yeah, and the the difference being that if if it gets too far out of hand, um, big guys can go down. And that that's the other thing. Uh, you know, they also did that not with without um, uh, Kadri. But there was really not much of an offensive contribution from Landis Cog and McKinnon. I mean, they're both forces yeah, well, and had their chances, but still, this these were these are two wins that didn't really affect them. And I got a feeling that they're both going to come back in Game Three and Four. Well, we'll see, right? Like I said, Tampa Bay has home ice now. The last change, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't expect Tampa Bay to go away quietly, and I, I doubt Colorado does. I know um, they don't. Um, I can verify that. They do not expect know, just, them to go away the, quietly. The, the fact is, and this goes for playoff series in general, until somebody loses a home game, um, it's status quo. So, Yep, and Matt Calvert, Calvert uh, who just recently retired and is now a sports agent, um, said 
basically, if you if you're Colorado, just win at home. Just That's win it. the four games at That's home, it. and you're That's you're champions. That's what I'm saying. Um, you 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 the. And that's what you have to do. But I'll tell you right now that if you think that those guys want to come back and play game five here, even though it's in front of their fans, they don't want to do it. They want to it end does. it in four. Of course you do, but that's got to be real. You got to worry about game. Don't worry. You can't. If you're, if you're worried about game four now, you're done in game three. No, they're not worried about game four. But what okay. I'm saying is they want to win every game that they play. Of course. They, they, they're that's not. That's just silliness. Well, no, there are teams out there that that rely on home ice, that that think that home ice is is a be all end all. I mean, that was the talk all season long. Was who's going to get the uh, the president's trophy? Who's going to have that guaranteed home ice all the way to the Stanley Cup final? Guess what? The Avalanche didn't get the president's trophy this year. They got think. it last year. Got bumped in in round in round two. This year they didn't get it. And guess what? They still got home ice. I I, I you think can't predict that. that. No, I, I think that the players don't give a rat's butt about the president's trophy. They don't. That's that's just fan talk and media talk. Yeah, I I'm mean, sorry, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I, I don't think they, they, I don't think they know, care at all. They don't care at all because way too many times there's no correlation between winning the president's trophy and winning the Stanley Cup. There's just none. Yeah, and I don't know if it's ever happened, maybe once or twice, that the two best teams and what the best team in each division ended up in the Stanley Cup final. Well, I'm sure it's happened more than that, but um, it, like I said, as far as the president, there's only one trophy any of them care about. Yep, and uh, I will tell you right now that the, this is as focused as I've ever seen a hockey team. There, there's no distractions. There's no joking. There's no laughing. There's no, um, yeah, we had a good game tonight. No, none of that. It's like, uh, what's up next? When is it? Where are we playing? Let's go play. So, uh, and there's I, there's no better coach to be in that position, in my estimation, than Jared Bednar, because he's about as even keel as it gets. <laughs> now we're now we're getting out of control. Well, they, we're they getting out of, stop stop. We're now. When they out talk of about, okay, have you listened to Jared Bednar talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I, I, coaches, they all, I, I don't, no, you know no, they don't. no yeah, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Let me I step can, right in there. I've whatever. covered many, many NHL teams, and I have not seen anybody as stoic as Jared Bednar. Okay. Um, there, you can get under the skin of a lot of coaches with a question as a media person. Yeah. You can't get under his skin. He just won't allow it to happen. Okay. So, I mean, the, uh, if there's a team that has one like that, well, name a name a coach that that uh, you couldn't get under his skin. You, I saw Al all, Arbor. I saw him get rattled and riled up. Okay, first of all, you're asking, you're you're gonna sit here. At, I I coaches press conferences all sound the same to me. I don't. Well, then you're care. not watching. I, I don't. You're not watching. They, I don't care what they say. I want to know what they well, don't say. Watch watch your landlord's team. <laughs> They've had three coaches, or well, they have the third now. Watch how different their press conferences are. I can't get into this. This is ridiculous. Watch, watch the Arizona Coyotes press conferences. See if they're any different. Yeah, I, this, this is yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're 100 percent right. He, he's the right John guy for Totorella the job at the right time. A, but no, I mean, let's go. I mean, let's you know. Who 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 has a better demeanor than Jared Bednar? Just name a, a coach that's got a better demeanor. 
listen. Okay. I, I, I've heard well, enough. Yeah, <laughs> there isn't like one. Said, there matter. isn't one. It's he's got a great. Yeah. He's I, got a I'm great. Sure he does. And I'm and sure that's important. That's important when you're making a playoff run. Yeah. It's extremely ask important. Ask John Cooper. Ask John Cooper. What about him? Ask him about demeanor. Oh, his demeanor is the same, almost the same as Bednar's, except he's cocky. Well, when you win two, <laughs> two, two cups in a row, maybe Bednar will be cocky too. Yeah, maybe. I, I doubt it. I do doubt it. Talk, uh, do we want to? His personality is completely different. But anyway. He went to, so he, he went to school in Long Island. So let's just. Who did? That. John Cooper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that explains it. Went to Hofstra. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk college hockey in about three minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, 
stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night staple. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood Village, Colorado, just outside of Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, we got the Stanley Cup final stuff out of the way. Let's uh, let's talk some college hockey, Paul. Everybody seems to be sitting on pins and needles for what's going to happen with this um, NCAA stuff that's supposed to be revealed sometime in the next 60 days. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, could be. I mean, we're sitting here, and, and uh, I think that's what everybody's waiting for. Uh, let me, you know, if I can, you know, the, between the changes that could come with staffing, the 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 this, the 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 changes that could come with scholarships and all the other. Uh, not, you know, that sort of off ice stuff. Who knows? Um, they had the convention, uh, or the transformation committee last month. And we don't, who knows when they'll release what they do. Um, some of the things we seem to kind of get an idea of or one of the few things that we've gotten at this point is everybody seems to agree there should be a specific time period for the portal. Yeah, I think that's a step in the right direction. You know, um, I, I don't know if that would vary by sport. But that that seems to be the one thing that people seem to agree on is that we can't have a 12 month a year portal. Yeah, I totally agree on that. Um, and at least it would, well, I, like I said, I don't know if that's by sport because why would you have the same portal schedule for football as you do softball? It just doesn't make any sense because the softball season is in the middle. If, if you know, if they're right. talking about, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, the, the one set of dates I saw was like March 15th to June 1st. Well, that first, it's right in the middle of the seasons. You can't do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think... would imagine there has to be some that they have to have to mean some sort of seasonal timing on that. You know, uh, if you're a fall sport, your portal window is, uh, I don't know, February 1st to March 15th. Uh, if you're a spring, if you're a, a winter sport, which hockey counts of, then your, your, you know, the portal timing is, I don't know, May 15th to July 1st. And if you're a spring sport, well, then you're talking maybe June 15th to August 1st. But even that, you're talking about um, if you're one of the teams that say in the College World Series that's going on right now, I mean, it's already June 19th. So you'd have to, I mean, that would still give you a solid month if you went to August 1st. So uh, what you're asking is for common sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we both know where that goes. It goes nowhere, uh, especially unless things start to change. But um, one thing but that I, is well, happening. Yeah, but if everybody kind of agrees with that, that's that. That's that's that, that should make it easier, shouldn't it? You would think. <laughs> well, think. one thing we do know is uh, Coach Zombo is uh, is really uh, uh, taking advantage. Of his schedule release, how about that? Um, well, releasing have you them seen very, very slowly. The first weekend? I've seen I would two. Say slowly. Three. I've seen three. Okay. Uh, I saw, at at I Minnesota, saw right? At Michigan, right? And Air Force at Lindenwood. Their first home series would be the third week of the season. Okay, so those are the first three. I didn't see the one against Michigan. We knew Air Force was going there. Uh, we just didn't know when. Uh, I would say that they are releasing that slowly. Yeah, I would. I would say that that's. <laughs> He's taking accurate. advantage of it. Oh, Rick well, is a sly it. one. He's a sly one. <laughs> you know. I anyway, totally understand. Uh, um, you know, Eddie Christian's favorite two M teams. <laughs> Getting them out of the way right off the get go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, love it. Love it. And uh, as he told, as Zombo told us when he was on. Uh, that they will play three of the four Frozen Four teams from last year. So talk about uh, jumping into the fire directly. That would be it. They will also play at Denver. Yeah, Minnesota State's got to be wondering what's going on. Well, yeah, where, wh- why, why did they get, they get locked out? Why you know why they got locked out? They didn't have any dates left. <laughs> uh, Bemidji State, St. Cloud, Minnesota, Minnesota, Duluth, St. Thomas, who else? Who else can they play? I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, we're you know, like I said, it just it see, uh, it just seems like they're the oddball, right? They got left out. Yeah, it seems that way, but um, I don't think they care, to be honest with you. Uh, well, they are going to Tempe too. Let's not forget that. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of teams going to Tempe. A lot of teams uh, going there this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, inc- so, including a professional team, I hear. Um, that's a rumor. <laughs> that's a rumor. I have, I have still not seen any 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 bank deposits or or <laughs> you know any players' I, I think, feelings on any of this. So I I think Paul, that could be that they're saving all their money for that new complex. Oh, they could be. They want to just make sure they have it all saved up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So um, anyway. Go ahead. 
<laughs> no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say. So, um, Lindenwood, if I'm not mistaken, is our last coverage area team to release their schedule. Correct? We uh, have. I believe so. I think we even have Air Force. Uh, I don't know if we do have that or not. Maybe I just pieced it all together. Oh, uh, you probably did. <laughs> I think I pieced it all together. Um, we can very easily take a look here. Um, well, I can tell you already what Air Force is going to play Denver. They're going to be a part of the uh, um, icebreaker. They're going to they're going to play Colorado College. They're going to play Lindenwood. Yeah, you've pieced. They're going to play uh, they Arizona not, State. They're they gonna, haven't released it yet, so. Yeah, so I think that's what happened. I, I pieced it all together when I was trying to build my overall schedule. But October 14th and 15th, Paul, going to be a huge weekend in college hockey, especially in our coverage area, because wow. Arizona State opens their new building. Um, Air Force goes to Lindenwood. Um, trying to think of, is Denver on the road that weekend? I can't I don't remember. Know. Denver go on the road at all during pre and non-conference? I don't think they do. <laughs> once, once. Once. Yeah, they're going out east. They're going to play UMass. Yeah, okay. Coach Carvel's so, team. Yeah, so don't you can't uh you can't count what uh, what Denver's cuz they're never on the road. So Yeah, well they're the NCAA champions, so they yeah, well, kind of so. command what they want. Uh yeah, we we don't know that the uh, <laughs> well, schedule's a, made a little bit more in advance than that. It, in a, in a week, we know that we're going to have, uh, or this is a little over a week, we're going to have the commissioner of the NCHC on, Heather Weems, I believe. Really? And uh, when we have her on next week, um, that's what I've been told anyway, sometime next week when she gets, settles into her office. And uh, she'll give us a few updates on, on what's going on with, with that, I think, and all that good stuff. So we'll look forward to that. I, I want to touch a little bit on USHL, and I'll tease tomorrow's show already. Uh, Chad Demers as uh, people probably already know by now, um, left his position at Air Force from last year as the uh, director of hockey ops and is back as an associate head coach with uh, his good friend, Nick Oliver, who got the head coaching job at the Fargo Force of the USHL. Uh, Also, shout out to Colton St. Clair, who we hope to have on Tuesday, um, the assistant coach at the uh, Sioux City Musketeers, the team that won the USHL championship this year. So uh, Chad will be on, uh, Chad Demers tomorrow night, and uh, get a chance to catch up with him and find out how, uh, I know how, but um, find out what was really the determining factor in him going back to the Fargo Force, where, of course, he did play with Nick Oliver. Uh, They both were there together, um, and now they've rejoined in the coaching ranks. And I got a feeling that that being a little closer to home with the condition that Chad's dealing with, um, he's only about um, 120 miles or so from his hometown uh, by being in Fargo. And then I think also the, the chance to, to coach behind the bench, it's a whole lot different than being the sure. hockey ops guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question about that. So we'll look forward to having Chad on tomorrow night. But I wanted to dig into USHL. So I reached out to Matt Curley, uh, right. who was the uh, coach uh, at Alaska, uh, Anchorage. Right. When the program uh, was put on hold and now he's, I believe at Des Moines. Right. And um, I talked to him uh, just briefly via text today and he said, gosh, I'd love to come on, but this week is going to be horrible for me because we've got uh, main camp finishing up tonight. And then I thought he said he was going to Buffalo for something. 
uh, Monday and Tuesday, so I'm not if sure. If you do that, this is the time to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same as going to Albany, Charlie. <laughs> um, yeah, well, oddly, yeah, well, I'm not driving them up there in, in, in December. <laughs> right. Um, um, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I just had to throw in the snow, yeah, the snow, yeah, <laughs> the uh, snow comment. But anyway, so I wanted to touch on the USHL a little bit and uh, and just see um, what those guys' thoughts were. So uh, we won't have anybody tonight, obviously, but hopefully uh, Monday and Tuesday. So you want to join in and, and catch up with what's going on in the USHL, as is the NCAA producing players that can play right away at the NHL level. So is the USHL putting really, really good top end players in NCAA hockey. Well, there is a, a school of thought that uh, you know uh, you can judge uh, what a guy's going to do in, in college based on what he does in the USHL. You know, if he's a goal scorer in the USA in the USHL, you know, he's expected to be a goal scorer at the college level. So um, that's. That seems to be the prevailing thought uh, for most people. Um, and, you know, that league is obviously getting better and better, or that level of hockey is obviously getting better and better as more people play. Um, and, and, and the NAHL is pushing them. Right. So everybody's pushing everybody, and hopefully we get more teams here. Um, but we've had that. That's a different discussion for a different day um you know we'll go you know and i'm sure we'll talk about that again at some point before the summer's over yeah without a doubt more than one time i am certain yeah um, um you have other ncaa stuff you want to talk about or you want to dig well, into father's day stuff a little bit well should we talk about these rule changes because i think those yeah are, yeah definitely you know um, get them out there what you what you know spill it well, I'm just reading the story uh, from one of the websites. And apparently, they're going to change how they do the video reviews. Coaches may challenge reviewable plays involving the goaltender in contact, offsides, high sticking, uh, which leads to a goal. Um, if the review is unsuccessful, a timeout will be charged. If a team doesn't have a timeout left, they'll get a minor penalty. Uh, these still have to be. What do you think about that? Do you like that though? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Could give I... somebody give somebody an extra challenge. Um, I also think they ought to institute a rule in terms of how long it takes to review a play. If you can't figure it out in the first thirty seconds, call stands. I mean, I just we'll get it. We we will get into that all season long again. Um, these these rule proposals still have to be approved by the NCAA rules committee. Um, they're trying to cut down on the number of reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously scoring plays uh, will get the most uh, review. They're also kind of changing uh, whether or not they have to uh, eject somebody after assessing a major penalty, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, there have been a lot of times where I thought guys should have gotten a five-minute penalty, but didn't deserve 
be thrown out of the game? You know, because sometimes these major penalties are accidents. I mean, we've all watched enough hockey where we can kind of tell. Oh, yeah. Totally agree with you on that. Um, I guess the one caveat in that would be is um, it's a pretty big deterrent when you get a five-minute major and an automatic game disqualification um, because yeah. a lot of guys don't want to miss, especially college kids, don't want to miss a whole game if it happens early in a game. And we've seen it happen we multiple times, or at least I did this year. Um, we, you know, uh, Let's go right back to the uh, the West Regional here. Um, the first game of uh, that with Minnesota Duluth and um, was it Western? I remember. I remember who it was, but they lost their leading score in the first three minutes because of a check from behind in an automatic game. Yeah. And again, right. I don't know if it was uh, intentional or if it was accidental, if I can use that in air quotes. But um, the, either way, to well, lose your listen, leading score in the listen, national one and done tournament. Listen, there have been times in the first three guys- minutes where we've seen guys hit players from behind where they're trying to pull up and they just don't do it in time and where guys don't. You know, we've seen it where players uh, were a stride or two away from being hit and they, you know, for whatever reason, their body position changed. So what started out as a play that didn't look like it was going to be dangerous ends up being dangerous. Right. We've also seen stupid plays where guys just made a stupid play and they deserve to get five in a game. You know, yeah, we, I, I don't like to necessarily leave a lot of things to referees' discretions, but if you're a referee at that level of, of hockey, you've seen a few things or should have, and we got to trust you a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's what they're on the ice for, but <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, that that there's some interesting things coming down the pike. We'll uh, we'll, well keep a close eye on that for here's, sure. Here's the the uh, I, I think the what'll be the biggest rule change uh, if they switch to the NHL offsides rule. Hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. Where if the player that is challenged to be offside, if his skate is over the blue line as opposed to touching the blue line, which is the rule that's been in place, uh, that's going to change a lot of plays. Yep. Okay. You're going to have to have a good video guy and some really good video camera. Yeah, I think, well, okay. Um, yeah, we know that. Um, and I am sure that all of these teams and all of these schools will be investing in those blue line cameras to make sure that those calls get made right. But once again, now you're talking about plays that are going to, I mean, you're going to be going frame by frame by frame by frame. And it's going to take 20 minutes to make these calls. <laughs> I was just going to say, get part, ready for some longer games. Th- that's the part that bothers me. Okay, if a, if, if, if a play is that close where you can't take one or two looks at it, considering during a regular season, by the way, they only have so many angles in the first place. You know, only one school will be playing in an NHL. No, um, only one school <laughs> will be housing an NHL team in their building. 
if it happens. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> and, and I and I assume that some of the other buildings, um, one of the M schools and um, the, the green and white school probably have uh, the capabilities of, of, of having those kinds of cameras uh, already in, but um, most well, schools obviously are. Keep in mind a couple of things. It's not just the camera, but it's the capability of having the connections to be able to review them and all of the technology that goes along with it. So, um, you know, I think a, a lot of the rinks will be able to put the cameras in, but will they be able to utilize them uh, no. in a timely fashion? Well, like I said, that to me is is the biggest thing that that needs to change. And I... And and I would bet you if you took a, a poll of the the various coaches of the sixty to sixty three coaches, I don't you know, whatever number you want to use. <laughs> um, We're over sixty. I I can't get yeah, the name number changes daily, as you know. Um, if you asked them, they would agree with me, and rightfully so, um, that if you can't make one of these video review calls in the first 30 to 45 seconds, then the call stands. Because, you know, when you're taking 10 minutes to review something. Now, that being said, uh, and I hope this never happens again, what happened... <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah, what happened in the CCHA uh, championship game this past year. Um, we hope that that never, and I'm sure they hope that never happens again. But if you wanted to take an extra minute or two for that type of situation, I would totally understand that. But for the most part in these games, let's go. I mean, geez. Well, it's, it's a big momentum changer for one thing, because the team with momentum and is going to give the other team a break. Um, you're going to get a chance to rest and think about it and come back out there again. So that's number one, but yeah, you can't have another situation like the CCHA debacle because uh, you, you, you either got you got to make the decision and stand by it. If you, you want to review it, it and take five ten minutes to review it, fine. But once the players go off the ice and the referees go off the ice and all that, now you got to let it stand, whether you were right or wrong. Unfortunately, yeah. So anyway, um, anything else that you need to get to on the NCAA part of it, or I just want to no, throw out there a few things on hockey. Uh, I don't think. We all know about hockey moms, and rightly so, sure. right? I mean, they're all there. They're always there. They're the the the, the glue that holds sure. everything together. But there's a lot of hockey dads that don't get the uh, the credit, and you and I both oh. know several of them yes. that that have given up an awful lot so that their kid can play at hockey at any sure. level. Sure. Um, and and I just want to tell you that um, myself being a hockey dad uh, for a number of years. Um, with with a girl and two boys, uh, it was um, about as nerve wracking as it can be. I mean, I was a uh, I'll give you one quick story. I was an assistant coach on a squirt team um, right. that my son decided wanted to play goalie, 
And, and uh, th that's been the most nerve-wracking I've been in any sporting event I've ever participated in. Oh, sure. It was a squirt game, Paul. It was a squirt game. But I did not want him to let up, uh, let in a goal at any level. So when somebody at the, at the pace like uh, a Darcy Kemper gets vis physically sick, uh, you understand the amount of pressure. Well, uh, hockey dads and moms go through that all the time. And, um, you know, we know guys that the sons played NCAA hockey that stood in the corners and, and didn't want to be a part of the action. We've got other ones that wanted to be a part of the action. You know, at ASU, uh, the, there was a lot of famous dads that watched their sons play sure. at the glass level. Some, right. some hit up in the stands a little bit. Um, but but it all means one thing. It's the greatest sport in my estimation in the world, and um, you can see it every day when when you've got broken fingers that had surgery and had screws put in them, and you're willing to come back out and subject yourself to that again. Goodness gracious! And 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 fathers and mothers of hockey players go through that right with them every step of the way. Yeah, I mean. We, we, I, I have not experienced it probably like you did. Um, uh, my, 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 my children did not play, uh, any hockey. Uh, my youngest played about, played a short season of deck hockey. And I still say to this day, it was because he thought that I wanted him to do it. <laughs> um, you know, um, and he wanted me to buy all this fancy equipment. I said, "Nope, you're gonna you're gonna play goalie <laughs> because if you don't like it, I'm not spending all that money on equipment. So you want to play goalie to start and go from there. But uh, as you that. know, goalies they uh, ranks tend to let goalies you borrow equipment because goalies are hard to come by. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, but having coached a couple of seasons. Um, having done some officiating uh, for youth roller hockey, you know, it, it, you, you don't have to do it for very long to see um, what the parents go through. You know, and the couple of seasons that I played as a kid, you know, we needed ride. We, we, we could, we could skate to practice. Practice wasn't that far away from where we lived, but games, we had to get driven to every game. And, 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 and I guarantee, and, and I, and I guarantee you there were many a Saturday or a Sunday in those couple of years that we were playing that, that my father didn't want to do this. Cause that also meant standing out in the damn cold. <laughs> well, Tell tell everybody too when you say you skated to practice, you didn't. It wasn't ice that no. you were skating. This was roller, right? Yeah, we and we <laughs> had these things called quad skates, where there were four wheels, you know, two in the front, two in the back. This was this was not using a skate key either. This was after that. Um, yeah, and if I'm if you think I'm dating myself, there's probably no other way to date myself better than a skate key, right? Uh, exactly. You, um, you you went right past me on a skate key. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, when we were, you know, we played. Um, you know, most kids go to the schoolyard to play 
you know, other stuff. We 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 found a spot in the school year. We were playing roller hockey just about every day for a while. For a few years, you know, until people got older and school schedules changed and, and that sort of stuff. And um, you know, there is no question. Um, you know, I tell people all the time when they ask me, my my two sports are baseball and hockey. And I will tell people that, you know, my love for baseball satisfies my intellectual cravings and my love for hockey satisfies the more uh, aggressive parts of my personality. They are different games. And, you know, uh, you know, my mother fostered more of my love for baseball than my dad did. Um, and she would take us out of school and take us to Met games, those afternoon games. And we were like, yes, we bag up a lunch and go games. But my father was responsible for my falling in love for the game of hockey, even though he can't understand why I didn't root for the same team he did. <laughs> Which team was that, Paul? Which what do you mean? Which team did I root for? The no, one no, no. We know, we all know what team you root for. Oh, he Which team did your father root for? Oh, okay. He rooted for that team in Manhattan. As a matter of fact, I, I don't think I went to an Islander game until I was an adult. Um, I remember my father taking us to games in Manhattan, sitting in the what were the real quote unquote blue seats before they renovated that place. Um, you know that was the fourth level and for whatever reason it always seemed like he got tickets for the maple leafs <laughs> your two favorite teams you got to yeah. see them together yeah <laughs> um, who did you root for <laughs> well at that point uh i didn't have to quite have the lanny mcdonald hadn't scored yet so <laughs> okay <laughs> didn't quite have the uh, i just wanted to go to hockey game i didn't care you know, um, so, um, you know, he was the one that, that brought the game into my life and, um, you know, and it's been a, a fascination and, and a love for a long, long time, even before, um, hockey was quote unquote cool. Cause growing up, we did not have, it was, it was baseball. It was just baseball. There were very few of us that were hockey fans. Yeah, I hear you. Um, just to wrap up my side of things, uh, I lost my father at a younger uh, age. I was an adult, but uh, he had Parkinson's for the better part of 20 years before he passed away. And um, my formative years, my 10 to 18 years, um, he was not working and he was not in very good shape and he took several different types of medications and i can remember some days he would be like this could be it and then he'd go get some medication it was like a miracle he'd come back he'd be driving the car everything would be great but one thing that he never missed was uh watching any of my events whether it was uh, uh a golf tournament or a, a hockey game um, and i can still remember him parking the car along the boards when we played at the outdoor rink and uh, and watching me play at that point, too, um, where he wasn't able to be out in the cold, obviously, or, or anything like that, but he would get the best seat 
in the, <laughs> around the rink in the car to make sure that he could uh, at least keep track of what was happening. So, yeah, it's days like today that those memories kind of come back and they're bittersweet, obviously. Um, and, and then I think about that my sons and my daughter that played and, um, you know, I, I, you feel everything that they feel because you want them to, to have the best experience possible. And, uh, you know, th- th- other sports, and I played other sports, I wrestled, I played football, I played right. basketball some. Um, I, I, that passion was never there like it is in hockey. And, and I'm going to say it again and relate it back to the Stanley Cup final as we end things tonight, but um, Denver has gone nuts. Okay, I, I was telling Stephen Marshus last night when we did our uh, Pro Hockey West report on Instagram Live, um, I, I was in Vegas for the uh, Stanley Cup final, their very first year of existence. And the way the fans took to it, and I thought, man, will I ever experience anything like this again? Uh, watch parties um, when they were on the road and uh, packing the outside at 110 degrees. Well, you know what? I... <laughs> I'm experiencing it again right now, Paul. Denver has gone nuts. It's different. Um, it, huh? It's different. Uh, uh, not much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. I mean, there are not so much. many unique sets of circumstances to that first season in Vegas. Yeah, but the bottom line of it is is the fan experience. That The fans are coming out here. Colorado hasn't been in a Stanley Cup final for 20 years. And these people, this is a whole new generation. No, I They're get lining up outside. I, I, they, I get that too. I they cut I'm down not... the, they said they were going to cap it at 10,000 people. They let 15 through the gate. I'm not saying one's better or one's worse. No, I'm not I'm saying, saying that either. I'm, and I'm not saying that either. And I, and I get what you're saying on the different part, but what I'm telling you in sheer numbers, both places are, are outdoing each other. Um, and, and I know the heat was unbearable in vegas that uh that summer uh in 2018 eh, they but, might have they might have had a cold beverage or two to help them out yeah maybe but goodness gracious it was 95 here and thunderstorms and people were outside uh yesterday watching the game on big screen tvs and you, you go find me another sport that does that because there isn't one where well, it grabs and, and say- i can go into a store in denver paul and everywhere I go, somebody says, go Avs, go Avs, every time uh, listen, I come through I, the store. I, I, I'm going to say this, and, and, and I'm not trying to, uh, to, to uh, sidetrack your – we know this. Um, uh, no positive events bring communities together like sporting events does. Or do, or do. Okay. When 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 people get, and I understand the, the quote unquote crankiness. Uh, why are we do we these schools not celebrate? You know, some sort of scientific uh, research. They do. But the reason why schools and universities and and colleges spend so much on athletics is because it brings PR like nothing else. It brings attention like nothing else. Yep. Okay. Um, And you know, you, you see it, you'll see it. You'll, you, you, you'll, 
you'll see, you've seen it even with they haven't shown it much because they haven't done anything in these first two games. But I'm sure that there were places packed in Tampa Bay for these two games. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm not going to say there aren't. I'm just saying that um, what I've experienced personally well, yeah, in 2018 yeah, and 2022 um, are, are unbelievable. And, and one I'm is not downplaying it. I'm not. I'm just and, and one is, is a quote. But I mean, Colorado is a quote hockey city in cold weather, and Vegas was just completely the opposite. It was brand new. It was uh, in the desert, and it was still the same type of uh, of environment where uh, you know, and, yeah. and I'm. And, and the frustration for me, Paul, and I don't even want to get off in this tangent. I'll just say it quickly: is that no, um, stop, stop, the, don't, no, this, no. You you know no, what I'm where no. I'm going with this? Let's, let's no because ten minutes versus no, an hour and ten no. minutes. Well, no, because you know we it's it's about business. <laughs> it's about business, and you know that. Yeah, so you I know. can get I didn't cranky want to hear and angry it. if you want. I don't want to hear about business. It. I know. I don't want to hear about it because you know I'm right. Well, I, I know that you're right. It's about business, but at some point it shouldn't be just about business. It should be about sports and business because you can have both if you um, do it right. Just ask the people I, at TNT. Emotionally, anyway. you might have a point. Intellectually, you're wrong. No, no. Intellectually, you're wrong. No. It's about they, you, you can make anything what you want it to be. It's a matter of where you put your resources. But anyway, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother avenue that I don't want to get out on. I'll just tell you that I'm extremely proud of of the uh, Colorado people for the way they've supported this team because 20 years is a long time. That's almost like like (laughs) not having a Stanley Cup final because you're talking about a whole Uh, generation of people that that didn't experience it. I mean, Kale McCarr was three when they played in the last Stanley Cup final. yeah. Um, there were guys that weren't born. I was 20. And listen, it's not the same thing. I get it. But, you know, it was 30 plus years ago for me, too. So um, I get it. So I don't anyway. want to hear about waiting a long time. No, I'm still I'm, waiting. I know, but you had four. I did. In a row. Yes. And nobody else has done that. Uh, not for a while, no. So, so I mean, you've got something to fall back on. I do, uh, but and, there are plenty of my fellow fans that don't. Well, of course, yeah, of course, that's the way it is. But what I'm what I'm saying is, um, it, it's to me, it, it's it's a sport that draws people together like that, and it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves. That's all well, I'm going to say. That. We know it that. doesn't even come close, and all that's right, why that's why I hope our NCAA people get together and uh, start to create an environment like they can. And it starts with that no. band. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we have, we have, we have three more months for that. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to get into this here and do this so we can get out of here before we get cut off from the summer skate studios behind the masks, college hockey West live on the ice time hockey, SW.com networks brought to you by burrito express homemade taste, takeout speed, Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events, and, of course, the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. 
for the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Dreams and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on a Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, on the TuneIn app, and so much more. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll ask everybody to join us tomorrow night for a special analytics and eyeballs with. Chad Demers, the associate head coach of the Fargo Force, as uh, he joins us uh, live to talk a little USHL. We'll sneak some numbers in there as well, and we'll talk eyeballs about what we see with uh, Chad's team and what's happened in Fargo. So look forward to that tomorrow. And then, of course, Paul and I will be back on Tuesday night with another episode of College Hockey West Live. Uh, Stephen and I still up in the air based on what happens on uh, Wednesday night, whether we're going to do a show or whether we'll be uh, doing. You'll be doing uh, something. Yeah, we'd be doing something, whether it's, it's a, just a matter uh, of podcast, it's a podcast or, or a video. Yeah, a good good point. So we'll, well say no, they're no, they're going to be a is, no. That's game four. No. There's going to be a game four. I know, but but we're debating whether we're going to do a, a a podcast before or even oh. after. But, okay. But but we may just stick to the format and uh, get the Stanley Cup final games done before we jump back into that. So okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll come up with it. And, of course, keep your eyeballs open for the new YouTube channel, Pro Hockey West Report, the debut on Draft Day, Paul. July 7th, Draft Day is going to be our first uh, episode airing on the YouTube channel, Pro Hockey West Report. If you're not following us on Instagram, get there. Don't miss anything. Um, and we'll continue to pump things up. And, of course, don't forget about text line. Uh, you can text in questions uh, before, after, during. All right, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.